0: Hello and welcome to the What's On podcast, this is episode 4, my name is Zachary. My name is Ryan. And today we're going to be talking about some of the Marvel films, we're going to be talking about some of our favourite films, characters, who we think is the strongest, who we think some of our best villains are, uh, just going in depth into that really. We're going to start off uh, as normal with just stuff that's happening in the news this week. So, yesterday um, James Bond, the there was a 15 second teaser coming out, do you know that's what the new one's called? I
1: don't know. I not yeah, had another chance to have a look at it this time yeah. again.
0: <laughs> it's called uh, No Time to Die, um, and a fifteen-second-like spot came out mm-hmm. saying that a full trailer is going to come out on Wednesday. Okay. But <clears throat> excited for it because Rami Malek, do you know who that is? Yes, I do. Got uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and Mr. Robot. He's playing the main villain of oh, wow. the film, which I think that should be good. Yeah, I really like him as an actor. I really like his acting, and I think Christopher, like, have you seen Spectre? Yeah, Christopher Walker. <clears throat> Christopher Waltz. Waltz, wrong one. Christopher <laughs> Walken. <a> <laughs> you know. I know. Yeah. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not even gonna, not gonna try the accent. <laughs> wrong person. <Whoops. laughs> no, Christopher Waltz is. Christopher Waltz. Yeah. Uh, Django Unchained. Yeah. he he was Blofeld in the last one, and I think he's meant to come back in this one, and it's Daniel Cray's last appearance as the titular character. <laughs> so he says. So it, it, it does this every it, 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 time. It needs to be though because when did Casino Royale? Casino Royale 06? came out two thousand six, two thousand seven. I think so. So, <clears> so <throat> I think it's been a while now. Yeah. <clears throat> and I would like to see
1: another actor playing it now. Who do you reckon? because um, <laughs> I heard um, Richard Madden. Who's that? Game of Thrones. Um. Oh, have you seen Bodyguard? No. Have you not seen Bodyguard? Uh, you've seen Game of Thrones, so it's um. Oh God. Star Brothers. Yes, Rob. It's Rob. Yeah, it's Rob. Mm. Richard.
0: <clears throat> I thought right? yeah, I recognised, him. Yeah, that's his name. I've not seen him anything else, so I can't really have much to judge him from, really. Watch Bodyguard. Yeah. BBC. It's so funny when when Spectre came out, there was rumours of like Idris Elba playing, and mm-hmm. and I think <clears throat> he would have done a good job, but I've not seen him in anything recent, so I don't know what he do No. Because like, he's he's not getting on, but he's he's not like a youthful James Bond. But no. I don't know. I think he'd still be really good for the role, but I've not seen what he looks like now.
1: Uh, for me, I'd say that Richard Madden would do quite good for that because, um, mm-hmm. if you, like I said, if you if you see Bodyguard, it's mm-hmm. it's a police drama and he's yeah. re- it's really good. He's he's done well and he is <coughs> good, good actor. I yeah. reckon he'd do good for Bond.
0: So. A funny, uh, funny couple of Star Wars thing that I've seen is they released, I think the last Star Wars, like the last teaser thing, mm-hmm. uh, but what I found really good about it was they released it with Jewel of the Fates, like a remix. Okay. Uh, well, not a remix, but like adapted. Yeah. It's like for the trailer, so I really liked that because it's like prequel stuff of the first film, and I think that's what something everyone enjoyed from the first film. Yeah. Episode 1, rather the first film, because obviously people will say, yeah, episode 1, the first film was New Hope. was a New Hope, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Bat in Darth Maul from mm-hmm. uh, Phantom Menace were great. And also Jar Jar was amazing. Oh, yeah, was he? Was, was he, he indeed? He was incredible. He made the film. Yeah. Uh, he, he
1: definitely replaced Chewbacca. <laughs> Have really. you seen the, the stuff about the Mandalorian from Disney Plus? I haven't, no. I haven't had a chance to look at it just yet. I've heard stuff about it, but not mm. a lot at all. I've not watched it, but just from being
0: on social, like kept like seeing stuff about it, and there's like a Baby Yoda character in yeah. it, and it's just been... Like it's become like the meme it's character. Called, it has become a meme, oh, and it's, it's just hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's just internet's just great sometimes, like just taking stuff. Oh, and I thought this was really nice. The um, there's was a, a super fan who mm-hmm. um was a, uh, from the UK, and I think he's he dying from something. I don't. know. Yeah. He, he died from some terminal disease, and the studio like Disney, not he talking to see an early screening of it.
1: Yeah. I did see that one. Mm-hmm. I have seen this part of the news. Yeah, so I thought that was, I thought that, that was really nice. Yeah, that was a nice um, touch. They seem they've uh, seemed to have done it. If I remember right, they've seemed to have done it for every Star Wars film.
0: Yeah, I've heard it. I, know, I, I, I would hope it's done quite a bit, but like in private. Yeah. Like I would hope so. Anyway. And then you just get one that's, that's public. Like, yeah. And then I saw that potentially in January mm-hmm. they're gonna talk about who's gonna direct the new Star Wars film. Okay. And. I wanted to talk about. Well, just have a brief thing on. Do you think that they should go into the Star Wars Ten, Star Wars Eleven, Star Wars Twelve, or should they start something like fresh mm. and say? Obviously, they would keep the Star Wars name because they, oh, yeah. because of branding. But should it be? Should the new series be its own thing?
1: Possibly yes, because I think obviously with this storyline, it's now going to be nine films long. Yeah that's kind of, I, I, I mean, it's milking it a bit. Mm. And there's so, only so much you can do with some of these characters. I mean, and if you think, if you're going to bring in the same characters mm. to go, like, years later, it's just going to, it's not going to be original. It's mm. going to keep doing the same thing that they've done with all of these films. So obviously you've got the prequels, which were meant to be, like, the first. Yeah. Say, so like, when it comes to the, um, like, A New Hope and Everyone, you bring Obi-Wan in bring Anakin Skywalker in, you bring Yoda in, yeah. and then in the next ones, you bring Luke Skywalker in, you bring Leia in, you bring mm-hmm. Han Solo in. So it would say, like, if they would to do a 10, 11, and 12, mm. it seems like well, the only thing that they could do would be to bring Ray and all the others over when they're a bit older, and to me that just seems like milking mm-hmm. it too much. And I don't, I just think of, like, because I can imagine them
0: continuing even further.
1: And just the idea of, like,
0: it's, it's going into, like, gaming, like, that Final Fantasy, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like, do you want to see Star Wars 14? Like, it's.
1: Yeah. Like, just the name of it. Like, it seems like it's just doing it too much. It's just to do get money in it, really, yeah. with that. Whereas I think. Especially when they call in
0: this, like, the end of the Skywalker story. Yeah. Like, it'd be nice to have these nine films. I don't know how they would go about it, like, Star Wars something. Yeah. And then carry on that line. I don't know how they would word it though. That's I think the issue is like how they would word it because mm. if they went to a new trilogy, they couldn't call it Star Wars Two Something, no, because then you would get confusion with Clone Wars and something. But anyway, that was just a brief thing. See, I, I
1: reckon with that Star Wars one, they could maybe use the expanded universe a bit. Mm. There's so many possibilities that they could do. Yeah. Uh,
0: but one last thing from this week was Fallen Order came out a couple of weeks ago now, mm-hmm. uh, and that's been having some amazing reviews. Do you know what I'm talking about? B? I do, yeah, the game, yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to check that out because it's been referred to as like an Uncharted Star Wars film. Okay, yeah. So I'm excited for that because I really like the Uncharted series, and I've seen some of the gameplay footage, and it looks really good. Frozen 2's come out this week. <laughs> I have to bring Yay. it up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to bring it up because it's highest worldwide opening, apparently, of an animated film. Uh, it was going to though, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Because of kids, Christmas. Hey, you say kids, but then it's just yeah. like it's like parents going. Ah,
1: oh, I'm just bringing
0: the kid, and secretly they're the one like, with, like.
1: Well, when did the I... first one come out? That was a few. That was a few years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it's. Um, I'm not sure. Because by I the time, to... obviously, but you've got the kids now. they will be. They'll be, I'm sure it's been quite a few few years. I think. Since the five year. years or something like that. Maybe not that long. I don't yeah, think. I thought it was twenty thirteen. Oh, that was uh, five, six three. years ago. Yeah. So people I are mean, growing up. <laughs>
0: Witcher, we've mentioned that a couple of times. Early reviews are in. People have said that it's great, like mm-hmm. the early reviewers. So we've been hyped for that for a bit. That's coming out soon. So hyped for that still. I mean, do you know about the DC t- television stuff, like Flash, Arrow? Not, Super not North. really. It's not really taking my fancy. Mm. DC stuff. Well, I just want to bring this up because there's a thing, there's a crossover event coming up called Crisis on Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. and it's literally going to be one of the biggest like television crossover things because it's like five different television shows are obviously DC,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they're all doing this one event over like five TV shows, yeah. and they're bringing in characters from other superhero films, like they're bringing the, do you know, Superman Returns? Kind of. Um, so that Superman from that film mm-hmm. is coming on to the TV show crossover event from Smallville. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the actor's name, who played Superman in it, or he's going into in it. So it's just going to be this massive seven shows and a couple of films that are yeah. all compiling into this crossover event, which I think is pretty incredible for TV. That's massive, art. So I think that's happening over the next few weeks. I just wanted to bring that up because it seems incredible just the organising that must have taken in to get not even just the rights but the organising of times people acting putting scenes be, oh, I, don't, I don't know if it'll be good or not I, I think from what I've seen and from the hype that's been built up it's meant to be good but uh, it's just an incredible feat that they've done it mm-hmm. or doing it uh, and a couple of uh, funny one funny thing to finish and one thing that bugged me a little bit was first, 1st uh, first of December Netflix removed the Grinch off, the, off the UK. <laughs> why? <laughs> what just bad timing! Was... <laughs> the only reason I saw that was because it was trending on Twitter. It was just like, yeah. Netflix, why you do this? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why they, like, I know why they take it off and on again, but yeah. that was just a perfect one. Um, the other one was when I was researching like stuff that happened this week. I, I saw a news about. I mean, do you watch Black Mirror at all? Yeah but I really like Black Mirror and I try and keep track of it and season six is the next one and there was this news article that was talking that had it open like say in 2000 like season six bringing it out saying information about it but the article was literally saying here's what we know about it we don't know anything about it here's who's playing we don't know who's playing when's it out we can guess and it's just like it's just it's just an article to grab like I know it's an article to grab attention, that's the point of an article, but it's just like. There's nothing. To do. It just bugs you. Like when yeah. you're going, I've come and, come to read this because I think there's some information you can use from it, but you just, you've just you just done it to go, mm-hmm. well, we don't know anything,
1: but here's a bit of text for you to read through and waste your time. Mm-hmm. So Just you know. before we go on to the Marvel stuff, I just remembered a bit of news that mm-hmm. I've been waiting for for a while, like the last two months. Mm-hmm. They've. Um, Halo. Have you ever played the Halo games? Uh, I have ages ago. Yeah, the Master Chief Collection mm-hmm. is going to be released tomorrow, mm-hmm. December the third, on. Date this on Steam. <laughs> oh, nice. That's the... So uh, they're going to be doing it in the in the order of the story. So it's going to be Reach, Halo One, Halo Two, Halo Three. Sweet. And it has been years since I've played it, <laughs> and I really, really want to get it now. <laughs> Is that where you are going to get? Oh yes, video, I I'm to getting say. it. <laughs> I have, I, it's been it's been a good ten years since I have played Halo. It's gonna be like a nostalgia trip. Oh, yeah. a massive nostalgia trip. <clears throat> and yeah. I just love Halo. Yeah. Was... Now's,
0: now's the time to get stuff. because was like you know, Ryan's just said it's the third today, but uh, like it's just after Black Friday as well, so you'll have like deals across yeah. over, across this week. So grab them quick. Right, so we're gonna go into into the Marvel Universe, uh, to the MCU, and we're gonna go through a series of questions that we've put together that we're going to have a bit of argue over, Mm -hmm. a bit of choices over, and some stuff. So the first question we chose was who we thought the strongest character in the MCU was. As a bit of a precursor, actually, we've not seen Captain Marvel, and we've not seen the Ant-Man film. I'd say I've seen the first Ant-Man film, but Ryan's not seen it. I've not seen them, now. And we've not, not seen Far From Home either. No. So anything related to that... And those characters, like we've not picked Captain Marvel or any villains in that.
1: And I've not seen, if I remember rightly, I've not seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2.
0: Right, so... I haven't seen that either. Anything from those we've not not picked, just because it'd be using information neither of us
1: know, or such like.
0: Uh, So, strongest character?
1: Well, for this one, for me, was quite easy. I chose Thor. Mm -hmm. The literal god of thunder. He is a Norse god. Mm. he is so powerful it's ridiculous he and obviously as he was told in Ragnarok as well like when he lost the powerful weapon that was Mjolnir mm. like what are you the god of hammers no you are the god of thunder and when it finally released his potential he is amazingly powerful and in the obviously the uh, the debate between Thor and uh, Hulk Thor mm. wins yeah every time because it's not all just about Obviously, strength as in physical strength. It's about what you can do and your powers and everything. I mean, and that, to me, was shown greatly by an um, in Infinity War when he was forging Stormbreaker. Yes. When he hit to get the furnace going again, he had to take the literal power of a star. And that is ridiculous because there's no way that a lot of the other characters other characters, would be able to have done that what he did. Yeah. So, I
0: chose Scarlet Witch, and my argument against Ryan's, like, the durability of Thor is talking about how powerful the characters are. Mm. And my biggest example of that is Endgame, when she single handedly was destroying Thanos Mm -hmm. uh, when he just wrecked Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. And although I don't think she's as durable as Thor is, I think
1: power to power ratio, I think mm-hmm. she's the stronger character. I say she's quite powerful, but not as mm. powerful. I mean, it's obviously the thing of like differences in fighting styles, maybe. I mean, and mm-hmm. um, how her abilities are different. Yeah. So her abilities might be more effective when it comes to fight, facing Thanos, but might not be as powerful. Or in facing Thor. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs>
0: maybe we should have a fight well we can't <laughs> oh yeah hang on let let me just get the millions out of bank let's direct a movie where it's going to be biased anyway yeah, let's have them both fighting each uh, other but yeah I think uh, there is discrepancy like between Infinity War and Endgame because in Infinity War although there is director stuff that I've read up on mm. that Thor took Thanos by surprise yep. and managed to impale him in the chest when he should have gone for the head
1: yeah
0: um and then in Endgame, you could argue that because he's uh, let himself go a bit, a tad,
1: yeah, um, just a tad,
0: <laughs> that he's not as powerful potentially, yeah, um, and that's why he didn't do as good as a job against Thanos. While mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch was driven by rage, and as as you know from any Marvel or any superhero comic, the angrier you are, the stronger you'll get. Yeah. Uh, so there is that difference between the films because these kind of switch roles because Although in in Infinity War she does like stop him with like one hand really until when she's destroying Vision yeah or destroying the uh, Mind Stone but yeah my argument is she's got more destructive capability even though Thor is the stronger all round character
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we both talked about this before the before the pod before we started recording that we think the actual strongest character is Captain Marvel yeah but uh, you've read about this a bit more than I have. About her, how her powers originated, but I don't know. I don't know enough to know her, know her powers really. I
1: mean, we haven't obviously with us both not watching Captain Marvel. Mm. We haven't seen that much. I mean, powerful wise. I mean, she destroyed an Endgame um, Thanos' ship. That, yeah, so yeah. that's pretty powerful. And she was wrecking Thanos as well. And she was wrecking Thanos as well. But I still, I still stay with Thor. Mm. Definitely.
0: What you, um, is that still with Captain Marvel and Zable? Would you? Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, Captain Marvel, she is very, very powerful, but I I haven't seen much of her. I mean, she's fought Thanos, but so is Thor. Just in case, we'll we'll have
0: to wait and see, see if anything comes about of it. And this this is, again, we're just basing this off movies because there's, I imagine there's hundreds of comics showing where one's powerful than the other and all this and that, so we're just basing this off films just as a precursor after we've just gone through the whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) Although one thing I find funny with you talk about like God of Hammers and so it's like mm. God of Thunder doesn't really work, does it? Though? It doesn't. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just made loud <laughs> God of Louds,
0: loud, loud, loud rumbling noises. Loud rumbling noises. No. So yeah, that's our opinion. So number two, we're gonna go into best villain of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started on that one, didn't you? Yeah. So I'll go. So I thought it was Baron Zemo from Civil War. Um. So Baron Zemo was the one who orchestrated. The conflict between the Avengers caused it to break down and he, he did that because during Age of Ultron, he, his parents were killed, or his family was killed during the Sokovia fight with Ultron. And I thought he was the best villain of the MCU because he's not this super-powered villain, he's not got this mastermind plan, he's just an intelligent strategic planner who's doing this to show people that... These superheroes are dangerous, mm-hmm. and just try and take re- taking revenge on them for not taking like the human account, uh, human like this normal people into account. Yeah. And he's done this just because of our family. And I think just showing that the Avengers were very easy to ma- manipulate in their mind mm-hmm.
1: that they got superpowered or technology. it's mm-hmm. <clears> a good. Very. He's a very very good villain. I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, as an average person, that's. It's some feat to be able to uh, trick all of the Avengers mm-hmm. and get him to do what he did. But I chose Hela, mm-hmm. the goddess of death. It's a nice title. Nice title. Yeah, she is a pretty good villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it comes to the film, she was. She is Odin's daughter. I really liked Cate Blanchett's portrayal of her. Mm-hmm. I think she did. Definitely a job. good. And obviously, when she got too powerful, Odin had to uh, lock her away. Hax, I call hax. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, and she's wanted revenge ever since. Mm. And she wanted what was rightfully hers as well. Remind me
0: a bit, was she sealed away or did she just wait until Odin had died? I
1: think, if I remember rightly, she was sealed away. Right. He, When he died, mm. obviously the power that was keeping her yeah. was broken. Yeah, So that released her then. Okay. So. It's it's the thing of with Helen, no one seemed to be a match for her. Yeah. At all. Even when obviously o- Odin uh, and Thor like Thor had the vision of Odin and telling him like, again, god, god of hammers the God of Lightning and everything. Even with that full potential and getting Loki in and uh all the others to try and fight her, still couldn't do it.
0: Oh yeah, what what was the quote? Um Look yeah, yeah. Loki says to him, "Just hit her with some uh, lightning bolt." And he goes, "I just hit her with the mother of all lightning bolts, and it did."
1: Now, yeah, <laughs> she is ridiculously powerful, mm. and it said, "The goddess of death." I mean, how how much can you do against that? Yeah, and the only way that they were able to actually kill her mm. was to destroy Asgard using Ragnarok mm. and Surtur, you know, bringing about the prophesized end of Asgard yeah. with the battle of the gods just to kill her. I mean, that's a. I just love her because of how like OP she is. She's ridiculously overpowered, powerful, but she's also got a good portrayal. Mm -hmm. Where she's also quite witty as well. Yeah. She's quite funny. Definitely. But um, I think it's not it's not a massive plan that she's got. But I think her portrayal as a villain against Thor and all the others was really really good, and Mm -hmm. I do like her. Yeah. Yeah. Can't really argue. I really liked her as as well.
0: Um, do you think she'll be back? Like, Because, although the planet was destroyed, mm. do you think she'll be a character that could return?
1: I'd say no. no. I don't think... I think she's definitely dead now, mm. unfortunately. Because I'm pretty sure when Sutter destroyed Asgard, that was her god as well. <laughs> Who oh. could survive that? I think, oh, I just getting flashbacks to Korg. Yeah. Oh, and it will and be a haven.
0: No, no, it's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um...
1: You gotta yeah. do the voice record. I know, about my name's Korg.
0: I, I would do that I, c- I would I can't remember the scene, correctly. if I could remember yeah, like, I the know, exact yeah. if I could remember the exact quote I would have next question is our favourite heroes, so you go.
1: Oh I think you've already guessed it, but I know. Thor. Oh I thought you were saying Black Widow. Oh are you sure? <laughs> I mean, she's good. She's yeah. good, but I do I I just love Thor. Mm. I think he's definitely my favourite. He's yeah. just funny, witty. And he was really brought alive by Chris Hemsworth. Mm. Just an amazing character all around. Not only is he powerful and can get pretty angry at times, Mm. he's very okay. Here's one. Uh, No, no. Uh, It's how did you like
0: his portrayal changes over the course of his time in the MCU? Because like in the first, in the first Thor, he was very like noble and yeah, and yeah, and he had that. Not posh tone, but you know what I mean, like like regal entitled. that regal tone. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously he it became more of a Chris Hemsworth performance. Like he became the character a lot more. Yeah. Um, like did you enjoy
1: that transition? I did. Yeah, or... I think actually bring it. Like he, he became more human mm. in a way, and that I think was pretty good. I mean, going from like a very noble god, mm. entitled and all that he is, to coming to Earth all this time and then actually learning the ways of humans. yeah, And that actually changed him. Yeah. It made him better as yeah. a person, and I really liked how that changed him. Because I mean, obviously you saw over it how he started to get witty and funny, yeah, and how he actually, over the course of time, actually cared yeah. about people, when really at the start he kind of didn't yeah. a little bit. He cared more about himself than others, and that kind of changed over time. Yeah. so I like how he's retained still that
0: that off-worldy like, characteristic. like, you can especially see that in like, Infinity War when he's just like, ah, rabbit, uh, yeah. take us to this uh, dwarf star and such like and he's Yes, just like, <laughs> He's still that, that, he's still not human, he's still that person who's... He's still got the thing, yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think of his portrayal in Endgame? Because I know that was quite, that was quite divisive in mm. how they portrayed him. What was your thoughts on it?
1: I, I liked it. I mean, that definitely showed how human he'd become mm. when... He took it all on himself. He became depressed. Mm. And that, I think, was a pretty good portrayal. I think a lot of people didn't like like it because he was fat. Mm. They couldn't see muscles. <laughs> 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 that, that was a matter. I think mm. a lot of people disappointed. But this shows that he got properly depressed That because he, he thought he'd failed. Yeah. And it was his fault. Yeah, And he was, in a way, trying to get rid of the sorrows of failing. I really liked him in endgame. But then like to also when he went actually went back to see his mum, obviously in the um Yeah when he time travelled well, and obviously found out that he's still worthy. Mm-hmm. I mean that shows his character, don't it? I mean he's depressed mm-hmm. and everything and but he's still got the characteristics of four. Yeah. Go and on. Then, and then obviously he gets yeah. uh,
0: just playing against, obviously, Noob Master 69 was obviously a bad mistake. You uh, <laughs> wanted to yeah. kill him. <laughs> that, was, that was so great, because like, like, immediately after that came out, there was just edit, like, photoshops of, like, Loki being on the other side yeah. of that. Which <laughs> you thought was perfect. Always a troll. So, mine, uh, my favourite's Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And I think a like, the reason why man my favourite character is because his... Everything that he does is from his own, like, intelligence and from creating, like, mm-hmm. ev- the reason that he is where he is is because he's created these suits, is because he's made these things and been able to do it. Like, uh, Captain America had the super serum, mm-hmm. and then, obviously, he had his own morals, which yeah. is the main point of his character, where he's been helped by, obviously, super serum, being mm-hmm. able to do this stuff. And then a lot of the other characters have superhero, like, superhero powers. Yep. But Iron Man's one of the only characters who has strictly done it himself and doing it from technology. I yep. know in the later films it gets a bit sci-fi, like with the nanotech yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And it goes further than that. But from the beginning, it's all been based off him creating things, being able to compete with gods. Yep. And other still be he... able to continue. So that's the favourite character, just be doing all this himself and being able to control and create these things that allow him to compete mm-hmm. and i think he does the biggest he's also had the biggest impact because he's basically created this yeah but also had the biggest impact in the world because i think it's like avengers he goes into like e- eco-friendly technology Yeah. and just you've got to wonder like how his technology has affected the world as yeah,
1: well and yeah, yeah. Um, the greatest deal but yeah he's my favorite character it's definitely a change from when it started at i'm where he was just making weapons yeah yeah, we're going, to, uh, we're going
0: to talk about villains then, but, but that's our next question. So, question four, worst villain. So, my worst villain was Whiplash, which is from Iron Man 2, played by Mickey Rourke, I believe it is. I just found him a very bland character, and not the sort of thing that I expected from the sequel to Iron Man, which mm-hmm. I like kicked everything off. Um, and I ended up, and we talked about this before the podcast, but also like Justin Hammer, who's like a side villain but he's just he's like a side a, a competitor really yeah he's just got no danger to it really i, I found like it's not really adversarial he's basically just there to be a thorn in his side and the main i found the main thing was uh, iron man or tony stark's dealing with the, the uh, palladium poisoning and then this villain just comes and he's just like a side thing to that story yeah so i didn't find him a major threat nor A really good villain in anything,
1: really. Once he first came out on the Monaco Grand Prix, that was about it, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. After that, it was just, there was nothing, really, that showed anything. He he was, they kind of underwhelmed whiplash, really, didn't they, when it came to the movie? Yeah. Didn't use him quite as well. I think the performance was well done. I think
0: Mickey Rourke did play him very well. I think just the character, like, the the wasn't very good. Right,
1: well, mine, I know quite a few people won't like me for this, but I think it's um, Eric Stevens out of Black Panther. Or Killmonger. Or Killmonger. He obviously went against um, T'Challa to take over the throne of Wakanda. It was his father that got killed by T'Challa's father when it was found out that his father was trying to, uh, was stolen some vibranium was trying to sell it yeah obviously to criminals and everything i just felt as much i like the actor yeah but i feel like the character like right fair enough he's his special forces and everything he's got good training with that i just feel like he's he's a bit of a whiny kid mm. a massive whiny kid because he just wants what uh, his cousin has yeah he's just a bit jealous i can't remember fully but the crown, the the throne, wasn't really rightfully his anyway, was it? Um, he,
0: because of the relation to his his father had with the mm. king, he had the right to
1: challenge yeah. the rule. Um, so that was the story that he had the right to challenge for the leadership, of the king, yeah. kingdom. But it's it still that still seems like a bit of a whiny kid thing. Oh, he's the king. Why can't I be the king? And then his and entire power was around. Getting a Black Panther suit, wasn't it? I mean, one of the
0: points that he came with was he thought, obviously he he was doing it from a criminal aspect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But one thing he came to it was saying that Condor's has been very selfish. <laughs> They're keeping all the resources for themselves, and they don't help anyone outside their uh, outside their boundaries. Yeah. And he came to him saying, there's tons of people out there in the world that you could have helped, and you're just sitting back and
1: doing nothing, yeah. even though you could do something. I mean that's fair, but I feel I feel like his character was just a bit, bit moany, just doing things because he can, mm. just a bit of a, a strange one. He just didn't f- flow right with me. Yeah. I know Sometimes. a lot of
0: people enjoyed the character. But yeah. this is a subjective thing because mm. I know uh, a lot of people find him like their favorite villain.
1: Mm.
0: One thing I was going to bring up was um, when I was doing like looking into like villains such like. All three Iron Man films I found didn't really have any decent villain, like because no. it was Obadiah Stane who was the Iron Monger. Yeah, uh, Iron Monger. Uh, second one was Whiplash, and yeah. the third one was Mandarin quotation marks yeah. because I know the Mandarin's a lot a, a lot of different character in the comics. I didn't find any of them when looking back on them to be a really good. The yeah. like the first film I really enjoy, and I think yeah. it's a great film. But Obadiah Stane as a villain. Wasn't a great character, but again, it's just the portrayal. Like yeah. I can't remember the name who of the actor who played him, but he was really good. He portrayed it very well. Mm-hmm. But his plan of it was again because he was a criminal yeah. who wanted to make money off selling to the tent rings and making money off that, and wanted Tony Stark killed so that he could run. run and he yeah. Just, yeah. But then again, it's the very first film of the MCU, isn't it? So. Yeah. That generic villainness, mm. it's like it sort of works because it's their first shot in the dark and without that shot in the dark they couldn't have. Yeah. Because I think other than that it was all DC stuff mainly, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Prior to Iron Man, like Batman, Superman, there wasn't much Marvel.
1: No, there wasn't loads that at I know the time. of that I know of. Yeah. But it, it was it was kind of just getting like a foot in the door, yeah. Kind of thing, just getting it
0: out there. And I do miss some of the old practical Practical quotation effects like when you could see the Iron Man suit being assembled around mm-hmm. him, then later one they just go uh, stick button on? Yeah, he's on. <laughs>
1: it's
0: done. So, question
1: five is going to be What was our favourite film? Well, my favourite film was definitely Ragnarok. Mm. This is kind of like when it moved from the other serious films. This was like one of those films that was genuinely funny. Mm. And I really, really enjoyed Ragnarok and all the characters that were in it, and with it being so funny, I just had a good laugh the whole way through. Every part of it was yeah. good, and it was also that it, it did have a good plot yeah. as well. Um, some of the characters that were brought in were really, really good. I mean, you got Sutter, yeah. you got Korg, yeah. um, the Grandmaster. Yep, yeah. that was a pretty funny part. Jeff yeah, the man, the myth, the legend. Jeff Goldblum. I mean I I just love Ragnarok. It's definitely my favorite film with the MCU. I just it's if there was one film that I could just keep watching from the MCU it would definitely be Ragnarok and I wouldn't get bored. I don't think there's been another
0: film series that I can think of that's had such a different tone shift yeah. between sequels like the first sequel to Thor was Thor the Dark World which yeah. was this very it attempted to be this dark, gritty, yeah. dark elves, this before the universe, like this very dark showing of like the Asgardians, mm-hmm. and then Thor Ragnarok comes left field and just goes, okay, we're going to do a comedy. Basically. Yeah, we're going to make it really funny. There you go. <laughs> and we're going to make music from decades ago be very popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's the one on the, this, the bridge scene? Uh, uh, it's Valhalla, isn't it? Like
1: what, the name of the song? Something like that. I can't remember what it was called. What? I think it always... Ice
0: and r- the snow and the lightning storm.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's Led Zeppelin. What's the no- what song name? I can't bloody remember that. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm sure it's Led Zeppelin. It's, it's a famous song. Man.
0: I know. I'm uh, pretty sure this happens every week when just like... We can't remember uh, something. What's that really obvious thing?
1: Yeah. Ah. Oh. Definitely sure it's Led Zeppelin, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I, I think get- it's Led Zeppelin as well. Like the I the can't hard. remember what it was called, but it's... Yeah, it's, it's a good film. Mm. What was, what God was
0: yours? So my uh, my favourite was Infinity War, mm-hmm. which you know might be considered like a, a very standard choice because it's a big uh, event. It's an Avengers film, which I really enjoyed Infinity War because it wasn't an Avengers film. Mm-hmm. It was a Thanos film yeah. with the Avengers, and having all the characters be in the film but also separated. Mm-hmm. Like you have the story with um, Captain America mm-hmm. and his group, like Bucky and uh, Black Widow all separated you like know, the Wakanda, Wakanda story then you had Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy yep. then you had like, Doctor Strange Tony Stark I found it being a three hour movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: right. having it all separated made it a very easy and very enjoyable watch yeah. and having and the film being so character focused towards Thanos because we'd had glimpses of him through cameos and yeah. post credit scenes and then this was the first opportunity to really like put some character into him and they just nailed it by having yeah, yeah. the entire film focused on him and it came up with him being not a sympathetic character but you could understand him like which I think any good villain is one that you can see their perspective yeah. even if it's horrific like it's killing, trillion, killing trillions of people I can see his motive and see understand it. you can understand him you can empathise with him but you also think
1: what a mad son of a bitch <laughs> It's, uh, in theory, it's a good idea. The way I that it's can't. it's gone about the wrong way, in a way. But I mean, you're the one who said that. I didn't say that. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, always
0: need a good culling. <laughs> but uh, I just really enjoyed the film. It's great character, great focus, and they did something that many films wouldn't be able to do, which mm-hmm. is finish it on dark note. Yeah initiates at the credits where people, where it's like everyone's dead or half people are dead. And it's, and people like the credits start to go and end up going, hang on a minute. This is, this is a hero's film. Like where's the, yeah. So I think they did something that hasn't been done. And I don't think films have been able to do Mm -hmm. because a lot of them are focused on obviously being successful, being commercially successful. And this um, MCU being such a big thing that they knew this Avengers is going to break records, it's going to be this massive thing, that they could be able to do something this
1: huge. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's why it's my favourite yeah. of the MCU. It's, it's a good way to end the film. To so like mm-hmm. It also is a good way to try and bring people back for the next one because they want to go, well, what happened?
0: Yeah.
1: How are they going to sort this out? Mm-hmm. It's, it is, yeah. I agree it's a good film. That. Definitely it, a brilliant ending. Yeah.
0: And I enjoy Infinity War over Endgame because even though I think Endgame had, obviously, the big spectacle at the end and was a very good movie. It was the convolution, Mm -hmm. and it was more of, like, a a fire rescue film, like, okay, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. Than Infinity War was, and I I just enjoyed doing it more than Endgame.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, number six, question number says is best fight scene of the film of the MCU? Uh, did you go last? You? Uh, Yeah, I went first. So, sure so. mine was during Infinity War, and it was the battle when it's Thanos feared the guys of the galaxy, Iron Man, Spider Man, and Doctor Strange, because it was the first demonstration of how strong he was, being able to battle numerous people, and not even just to try and beat him, but just to try and take his glove off him. It was that difficult? The visual effects were great, especially with the Dot Strange aspects when it's one-on-one. One. Mm-hmm. I
1: don't
0: know, I'll go on to a bit more in a sec, but do you want to go with
1: what yours was? Uh, I went with um, at the end of Age of Ultron with the fight in Sokovia. Mm. I mean, this is a massive, massive spectacle. So this was all the Avengers against all, the all of the Ultron robots. Yeah, yeah. And That's just a massive battle. And also, while they're trying to do that, it's a floating city up into the air, while also trying to save old people in that city. And it, it, was, it was dark and gritty. It was like, a, at the point, it was like a war movie. And it was really, really good as well. And it kind of brought in, like, um, like dark parts of it as well, showing that you can't save everyone. Yeah, You have to make sacrifices, as was shown by uh, Quicksilver yeah. dying into it. And obviously that shows, like, with war comes sacrifice yeah. and death. And I, I loved that whole sequence because it it seemed more real than some of the other fights because the other fights just seemed a bit like unrealistic and obviously it's a superhero film so they're going to be a bit unrealistic aren't they? Yeah. But when it comes to this fight, it seemed like it happened to proper dig in and be like a proper war.
0: I really like that point because on quite a few of the films they they have this comedic element mm. and you know it's a it's a superhero it's all going to be over the top. But they do bring in those moments, like uh, Avengers, the first Avengers, with Iron Man going into the wormhole. Mm-hmm. Like there was the understanding that he was gonna commit, not commit, he was going to sacrifice himself yeah. to stop this. Like he was going into the wormhole and he had no Like they knew he was going into space, so it was just like he's going to die. He's, going he's, to die he's, yeah. he's ringing Pepper during it or attempting to ring, going. This is the last time I speak to her. Like, mm-hmm. having those serious moments during the end such as yeah. like, Clay Silver Sacrifice himself, even though people like you should have shifted out of the way.
1: Yeah, well, he didn't.
0: <laughs> I really like that change-up as well because a few minutes early, must have been, they had that comedic scene with Hawkeye yeah. when he pegged it off, because uh, they had, like, chemistries around the film, mm-hmm. didn't they? Yeah. And of him poisoning his back when he was running off, going no one would ever no, know. No one, no one would. One.
1: Be... Nobody.
0: <laughs> um, oh yeah,
1: I'd be missed, sure.
0: <laughs> that was ad-libbed as well. Was it? That was, uh, yeah, Jeremy Renner just, yeah. just doing it. One thing I wanted to just go back to on the Infinity War, because they're focused on the Titan fight, but I think all of it together, like every time Thanos was fighting, so it was a good show of everyone's powers and mm-hmm. everyone attempted to. Like, the biggest showing was probably Doctor Strange's fight against him, where it showed what the Infinity uh, Gems could do, Infinity Stones could yeah. do. And then when he went to Wakanda, it was all these characters that were just getting blown away. Mm-hmm. Because most of them in Wakanda were just humans, weren't they? Yeah. Because it was Bucky, it was uh, Captain America, it was Bruce Banner in the mm-hmm. suit. Um, and I think the only one who stood up really was Scout the Witch. Yeah. But then he had the time zone and just switched it around. And Thor, but then there's arguments where he caught him off guard mm-hmm. or he did overpower him. Um, but he enjoyed his interactions with... All the characters in any form of fighting and and even the yeah. ones that weren't fighting such as the Gaz in the galaxy scene when he'd already got the reality gem
1: and yeah, it really
0: changed it so yeah those were our favourites by scenes um, another one that we wanted to bring up for question 7 was what DC character and what Marvel character we'd want to do a little crossover with like having their own film
1: I, I was kind of torn I think I went with uh having the Joker and Spider Man put mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. I mean that'd be a strange one to do. Yeah. Joker trying to have a go at Spider Man. But while because what kind what type of Joker would go against Spider Man as well? Mm-hmm. I think Heath Ledger's <laughs> Joker would be oh. quite funny. It'd be in- it'd be weird. It'd be too weird. Yeah. I don't You'd have to have like a crime boss type of Joker <laughs> against him. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man to try and bring down, but it'd be an interesting one, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think it'd be like Battle of Humorous. Yeah, because we talked about.
0: Like, I I thought that um, adding to the mix, Deadpool would be an mm. interesting one, because it'd be like three, wisecracking people like going at each other. Yeah. But then it's. Do you need that dark element to offset the
1: Joker, like, uh, like Batman is? Depending on how dark the Joker already is, it depends. Yeah. But. It'd be be interesting, it's probably never going to happen, but... Oh no, this
0: is just a fun one, really. I had the idea of Tony Stark and Lex Luthor having to go against each other, just because they're both billionaire geniuses with a focus on technology to battle, (laughs) like super-powered people, so I think it's basically just a dream fight of who's the smarter one, who can build a better system, who can outdo each other from stuff they're both skilled in. I think that'd be a fun one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, that was just a quick, quick fun one. Just think of ideas of what we'd like to a crossover. I know a lot of people would like to see like a big Justice League. Mm.
1: Here's, here's an
0: interesting one I haven't written down is can anyone from Marvel be Superman?
1: Because
0: mm. uh, I think you could you could cheat it a bit. Like mm. Doctor Strange could just like teleport him somewhere. Yeah. Um, but someone could outdo him. So, I don't
1: think there is really. There's not it's not many, like. Right? Good four, depending. I don't think so. Scarlet Witch? I don't not. think so either really. No all the humans,
0: not mm. a chance. But, uh, from back corner of brain I think he's weak to magic, so potentially Doctor Strange, like not yeah. teleporting actually being able to beat him. Scarlet Witch, depend on if it's just or if it is magic. Um I don't know, it's just an odd one. I, I finally think I heard someone else talking saying that if there was a comic book character mm-hmm. from all co- comic books who would be the strongest and I think and someone said Dr. Manhattan yeah. from Watchmen mm-hmm. and literally no one no one could think, think of, of anyone else, no. who could beat him it's like because he's quite true yeah. he's pretty omnipotent isn't he uh, from what I've seen in the uh, Watchmen film and a little bit of that I know from the comics mm-hmm. I think there's a TV series out at the moment uh watchmen series but not at all shated about it. And episode episode eight. <laughs> question eight was if we could have a character's powers, who would it be? And we both We both ki- agreed
1: on this. Yeah, we both had the same answer to this. We both said um Doctor Strange. Yeah. Doctor Well Doctor Strange is like having the mystic arts. Yeah. It'd just be an amazing so, so why did you want them? Mystic Arts I mean like it's a it's a proper power and it's he is proper powerful. I mean, like, obviously, without having... If you didn't have the Time Stone, you'd still be amazingly powerful being able to teleport, mm. fight against evil that wants to come to Earth. But I think as well that a good part that came with Doctor Strange was the cape. <laughs> the cape. You need the cape as well. Because that gives you a bit of flight as well, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I I just like the look of the Mystic Arts and the way that it works. And mm. it's it's a lot better than some of the other, like... More generic, yeah. Uh, powers. What about you? Why did you choose?
0: Mainly just freaking for magic circles, uh, so I can get around the place a lot easier. But it's also like everything. Everything else isn't really useful, really. Like no. sure, if you had Thor's powers, it'd be interesting. But what would you really do with them? Well, you'd have to fight someone. Yeah.
1: You'd have
0: to be for Because I'm thinking of this in like quotation the real world. Yeah. Like, just like. Okay, I'm just I'm just going to the shop. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just like I'm nipping to Spain. I'm doing this and that. Like, no, I'm gonna go and smash up. Oh, there's no one there because there's no, nothing to do. Like, I've got my hammer, but there's not really anything can do it yeah. better. It's a great doorstop, but apart from that, you can't do nothing. Um, and then like characters like Tony Stark, that's that's not that's not superpower. It's like just creation into yeah. Um, there's an interesting um YouTube channel of a guy who. Builds like various TV and film things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think he built like like flamethrower gauntlets. Okay, so that's an interesting one.
1: I do some that takes some doing, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, like he's made the Wolverine claws. like okay.
1: yeah. See, th- that's the thing with a lot of these heroes' powers. It's more. It's all to do with fighting. Yeah, that's that's the thing of pa- that's what I've always thought about. Like a lot of movies, not just in the MCU universe, but a lot of other. Uh, movies with people having powers, it always seems that the powers generate around fighting, yeah. not doing anything else. Obviously, like you're saying, the Mystic Arts could do, yeah. you could do a bit more with. Because
0: uh, but lots of people, it, it's, it's got to be adversarial, isn't it? Yeah. It's, there's got to be a villain, there's got to be a, an opponent, and for that, they've got to use their powers in some way to combat that. Yeah. And so that's probably why it's so often like that. But it, it's nice, I think... T V series it's you're more likely to find like superpowered characters yeah. for use for different for other reasons than mm. films because films obviously are more focused towards fighting. To. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh A questions and let us know um, if you've listened the whole way. Let us know some of your answers to the questions. Uh, but that's pretty much it from us. Uh, is there any other things to do with Marvel, you
1: reckon? I don't know.
0: I do you reckon it could carry on. Uh, I think it's going to carry on for a while. Like I know they've already announced like five or six films, but it's going to be interesting going into... Because this has been this massive 12, 10-year 10 10 year thing yeah. that's culminated in these 20 or so films. And now they're either going to have to do that again, yeah. which is going to be a struggle, I think, because mm-hmm. it's like we've seen this before. And is there going to be a villain that they can do that with? Yeah. Or are they going to just do some side... Like side projects, it's, 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 yeah. well, it's just gonna be side films now, isn't it? It's yeah. like the main thing's over now. How can we do a new spin on this character? Mm. how Can we do a new film? how can We keep people interested. Well, that's it.
1: I mean, I like, one of the films that's coming up is the Black Widow prequel. Yeah,
0: is that a TV series or that film? I think it's a film because mm. I know that Hawkeye is doing a TV series. I think
1: mm-hmm. uh, on the Disney Plus uh, service. So that's what I'm saying. They're just trying to milk. They're just gonna have to be trying to do new things with these same characters. Yeah. So it's the case of they're going to have to either bring in a whole bunch of new characters, or do try and do something original. But it's going to be hard for them. Yeah. See how they go. But
0: yeah, that's that's us. So thank you very much for listening. Um, we're on social media at. Instagram, YouTube and Facebook at the What's On Podcast and on Twitter at underscore What's On Podcast because we've had the What's On Podcast nicked. Or, well, we can't really say nicked because they had it first, but well. Um, check us out on there. Let us know your thoughts and any ideas that you've got for upcoming podcasts. Thank you very much for listening.
1: Thank you very much. See you later.
0: And um, see you next week.